And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program where you will gain precious insight into today's news and the real future of this world. Are there specific Bible prophecies for the United States of America with our current economic malaise, the drop in the value of our dollar, and the downward spiral of American prestige? Many Americans may wonder if God has anything to say about our nation specifically. Real Bible students know what the Bible predicted. Specific events he talked about for Babylon and Egypt, and these inspired prophecies did come to pass. But does the Creator God completely neglect to predict what would happen to the United States of America, the richest and the most powerful nation on this earth? No way, for God does not neglect us, my friends. But mainstream Christianity has totally ignored the many exciting prophecies about our own people. At this critical juncture especially, you need to know, you need to understand. Stay tuned. My friends, specific and powerful prophecies in your own Bible describe why America has been the world's greatest nation, and they also tell us what is about to happen soon. So hold on to your hats and go get your Bible if you have one. These things are revealed in the Word of God. It tells about your immediate future, and I want you to understand, for you can prove these things out of your own Bible. First off, think about the magnificent blessings that have been poured out on the United States and the British descended peoples of this earth. Think about it. Picture the vast wheat fields of America, Australia, and Canada. We have been the breadbasket of this world. Many people call us the breadbasket. Remember the billions of dollars of food and equipment we sent to help and revive Western Europe to rebuild after World War II? Almost never have the victors in a war been so generous with their vanquished foes. Why have we had such awesome blessings in the United States and the British descended people? And why have we been so powerful and dominant politically and economically? Open your Bibles, my friends, if you have one handy, and begin to understand. First turn in your New Testament, in the New Testament, to Second Peter right at the end of the New Testament. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 19 tells us this follow what your Bible says. This is big stuff. It's going to affect your future. We have also the prophetic word made more sure, Peter writes, as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private uh, origin as it should be, or, or prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Frankly, the Old Testament contains the prophecies that Peter's talking about. The New Testament had not yet been written. So he's talking about the prophecies of the Old Testament. And when Jesus said to live by every word of God, as he did in Luke 4.4 4 and Matthew 4.4, 4, he talked about the Old Testament. 
So don't be afraid of what is called the Old Testament. It is the inspired revelation from the God who gives us life and breath. Turn back to Daniel chapter 4 now. Daniel chapter 4 in your Bible and begin in verse 17. He said, This decision is by the decree of the watchers, Daniel wrote, and the sentence is by the word of the holy ones. In order, here's the purpose, my friends, for you and me, that the living may know that the Most High, yes, the Most High God, the great God who gives us life and breath, that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. Now notice an entire series of magnificent prophecies and promises which God gave to the patriarch Abraham in the Bible. Turn back to Genesis 12, if you would. Genesis chapter 12, near the beginning of your Bible, and this is powerful and this is wonderful. Genesis 12, beginning verse 1. Now the Eternal had said to Abraham, or Abram, Get out of your country from your kindred, from your father's house, to a land that I will give you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And God has blessed our nations awesomely. Not just religious blessings, as we'll see, but also this other aspect that's mentioned over and over again that has to do with land and territory and great sea gates. Notice chapter 13 now, Genesis 13, just one chapter down and beginning in verse 14. The Eternal said to Abram, after a lot had separated, lift up your eyes from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which you see I will give you and to your descendants forever. That's not just a religious thing. That's a powerful nation to come forth here. And I will make your descendants of the dust of the earth, a huge peoples. Turn to chapter 22 now, my friends. Turn to Genesis chapter 22 here and notice what God says here. The angel of the eternal called to Abram a second time when he was willing to sacrifice his son and said, By myself I have sworn, says the eternal, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. The gate of their enemies. The word gate is used quite a number of times throughout the Bible. What does he mean by that? There have been great gates that are used in time of war, important for commerce. Most of them have not been land gates. In fact, there's never been any important land gate that is a like Khyber Pass in the last several hundred years. They've all been sea gates. So notice now chapter 24, Genesis 24, verse 60. Here is this unusual inspiring prophecy that was given by the brothers of Rebekah, but put here by God to tell us something. They said in verse 60, as Rebekah was going away to marry Isaac, who was the descendant of Abraham to carry on these powerful promises. Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands, of ten thousands. In other words, of millions. And may your descendants possess the gates, more than one gate, the gates of those who hate them. What have been the great gates in modern times? One of them is called the Bob El Mondeb. Bob in both Hebrew and Aramaic means gate. That's the word that is used. Great sea gates. 
what's the northern entrance to the Red Sea called? The Suez Canal, who had that for all those hundreds of years or, or scores of years. Great Britain controlled it. Who controlled the Hor Strait of Hormuz, through which so much of the Middle Eastern oil passes, which we read about constantly today as a vital sea gate? Great Britain used to control that. God gave those gates to the British descended and American peoples above, far above all other peoples on the earth. There's no remote comparison. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you. You see, a great nation that you may be an assembly or it can be translated company of nations. And so he was to have all these physical blessings and these lands as it goes on to show a physical blessing. Turn to chapter 35 and we find the theme continued here in chapter 35 and beginning in verse 9. God appeared to Jacob and said, Your name shall be called, not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel. Israel was to be his name. And God said, verse 11, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation, notice, and a company of nations, a great nation, the United States of America, and a great company of nations, the British Empire, now the British Commonwealth, a nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. And the land, this is not spiritual, this is very physical. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you and your descendants. And that was to be the whole Middle East virtually, and later expanded, of course, in Genesis, I mean, in Romans chapter 4, you'll see it included finally the whole world was given as part of this promise. My friends, the great power of America and the British Empire together is awesome. Together we won the First and Second World Wars. Remember, my friends, how President Roosevelt and Winston Churchill worked together almost like brothers. As we'll see in a moment, the British and American peoples are not just cousins. We are truly brothers. Think about it. We're part of the so-called lost ten tribes of Israel, which have been found. That's who we are. Turn to Genesis 48. Turn to Genesis 48 now, and notice what God tells us here in this powerful prophecy. Now it came to pass after these things that Joseph was told, Your father is sick. So he takes his two sons, Joseph, the descendant of Jacob, coming right down, these blessings being passed, and he brought these two sons there, the grandsons of Israel. And he says then a little later here, let my name be named on them. They were to bear the name of Israel, Ephraim and Manasseh. And it goes on to show you Ephraim was to become the great company of nations. Manasseh was to be the great single nation. We the British Commonwealth and American peoples are now Ephraim and Manasseh. The name Israel was to be upon these two peoples, our two peoples. We have responsibility, but we've had a great blessing. We were to become a truly great nation and a great company of nations. As we'll show you in a moment, the United States and Great Britain are these two peoples. Think about it. Prove it. At this point, my friends, I'm delighted to offer you one of the most eye-opening and powerful prophetic booklets that's ever been published in the history of modern times. It's entitled, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy, talking about us. And it will be sent absolutely free upon your request, totally free. This booklet is a virtual key to really understanding end-time prophecies. 
the United States and Great Britain in prophecy will really prove to you who we are, where we're described in Bible prophecy, and what lies just ahead for our nations. This booklet is exciting. This booklet is vital. So call us or write us today and request your free copy of this important booklet, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. Call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends, the United States and prophecy. We were in Genesis chapter 48, talking about the fact that Abraham's descendants through Isaac, through Israel, uh, coming right on down through Joseph, were to become a great nation and a great company of nations. And it's going to be at the time of the end. Notice chapter 48 again in verse 19 of the book of Genesis. He also should become a people, that is Manasseh. He also shall be great and America has been great. But truly his younger brother, Ephraim, shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations, or company of nations, as we've seen earlier. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you, Israel, will bless, uh, saying, May God make you as Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he said, Ephraim before Manasseh. Then these prophecies continue in chapter 49. When will this be? Was that to be sometime way back when? Notice chapter 49. Jacob then began to come to the time of death, and he called his sons to him to bless them. He said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. That's the key, my friends. Gather yourselves together and hear you, sons of Jacob. Reuben, you're my firstborn. He was to have the excellency, the dignity, which the French people have had, unstable as water. You'll not excel because Reuben had gone up to his father's bed with one of Jacob's concubines. He was not given the great blessing, even though he was the older one. He then goes on to tell about Simeon and Levi and how they were to be scattered and divided in Jacob. As you read these prophecies, little bits, one or two verses on each tribe. He says down in verse 20, Bread from Asher shall be rich, probably the Belgian people today in northwestern Europe, and he shall yield royal dainties. The peace-loving peoples of northwestern Europe and the British Isles are the descendants of the ancient house of Israel. They are the lost ten tribes, my friends. Naphtali is a deer let loose. He gives goodly words, perhaps the Swedish people with their Nobel Prize and so forth. Peaceful, just one brief verse on them. Then you come to Joseph. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, hated him, but his bow remained in strength. Yes, the other nations hated and are often jealous of America and Britain. 
but the, they're made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, by the God of your father who will help you, by the Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above. Think about this wording here. What was to happen to Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, who placed, were, had the name Israel placed on them to be at the time of the end? Here they're described with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb, wonderful, multitudinous, healthy, strong children. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors under the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who is separate from his brothers. In ancient Israel time, remember, Joseph then was sent off into slavery, sold by his brothers. He was separate from his brothers. In modern times, Ephraim and Manasseh migrated through northwestern Europe into the British Isles, and then they left some of them and came over to the United States of America and founded the nation that should be called and understood as the modern nation of Manasseh. Others of the descendants of Britain went to Canada. They went to Australia and New Zealand and founded those great peace-loving nations, the English-speaking Anglo-Saxon descendants of Britain around the world have held together. They have been the balance of peace in modern times, America and the British Commonwealth nations. My friends, remember the words and our own song here in America, God Bless America, from sea to shining sea. Picture the vast plains and the mighty rivers and mountains and the vast oceans of the United States and Canada and Australia. Above all nations in the last days of this world's 6,000 years of recorded history, we have been mightily blessed from sea to shining sea. Notice what the great God told our ancestors. Notice what he told them back here in Leviticus. And this is for us today when you understand the duality of prophecy. It's talking to the descendants of Abraham and coming down through Moses. God wrote here in his inspired word in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 3. If you walk, he told our ancestors, in my statutes and keep my commandments. Why do we take the Ten Commandments out of the public square? Why don't they let them recite them in the schools anymore? Why don't people believe in them? Why are they turning away from the God of the Bible? If you walk in my commandments and perform them, then I will give you rain in due season. The land shall yield its produce. You'll eat your bread well in your land safely. Verse 6, I'll give peace in the land. Every blessing as it goes on. But notice, my friends, verse 14. But if you do not observe all these commandments and you despise my statutes, God's way of life, and turn away from it, and if your soul abhors my judgments, if you say, oh, that old God, we don't pay any attention to him. He was out of date. And we could take the Bible, rip this part out and rip that part out and say these things don't make any difference anymore. If you have that attitude, which we're beginning to have right now, I will do this to you. What's the first thing? I will appoint terror over you. What's the big thing that recently happened to us? Terrorism. 9-11. This is already beginning. Notice, terror. And then what's to happen? Wasting disease and fever. Great disease epidemics are underway unless we repent. And I tell you this, my friends, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the God of the Bible. Will our people really turn away from our increasing sins or will God be forced to chasten us for our own good? 
Notice how this goes on. He says, uh, uh, you will sow your seed in vain for your enemies will eat it. In the commodity market, the price of corn and wheat is skyrocketing. We're selling billions of dollars of these products to the Chinese and the Indians and other peoples around the world, and we're heading toward a massive food shortage. Believe it. God says it. You'll find it's going to happen to you. I will set my face against you. You'll be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when no one pursues you. After all this, if you still don't obey me, then I will punish you seven times or sevenfold more for your sins. I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heaven like iron and your earth like bronze. Drought and famine, lack of food, and breaking our national prestige. Our armies start to lose. We waste our armies here and there where they may not even be needed. Things start to come apart and other nations look down on us. The pride of our power being broken. Is it happening? You better believe it's happening now. Again, notice what the great God told our ancestors and turn this time back to Deuteronomy chapter 4. When you beget children and grandchildren and have grown old in the land, and we have, and act corruptly and make the carved image in the form of anything, and we worship the things of our hands, our cars, our television sets. In many of our churches, we have literal idols and people bow down before them and do evil in the sight of the eternal. Our massive adultery, fornication, sex perversion, all the other perversions we have and our drugs and drink and so on in our land, taking God's name in vain and cursing and using foul language more and more everywhere. And you provoke him to anger I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. You'll utterly perish, he says, if you don't wake up. Verse 27, and the ever-living one will scatter you among the peoples as a coming scattering, a coming slavery. And you will be left few in number among the nations where the eternal will drive you. And there you will serve God. You want to just serve any old thing? You'll get a chance to, folks. The work of men's hands and wood and stone that don't see or hear or smell. But from there... When we finally are really brought down, millions of people begin to realize what they've heard on this program and for the other very few true servants of God who have preached the truth and the things God has said, and they'll begin to wake up. From there, he says, you will begin to seek the eternal, your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. God help you and me to do that now, though. Because God promises protection if we will. If you seek him with all your heart and all your soul when you're in distress and all these things come upon you. When? Way back when? No. In the latter days. Get it in your Bible. The end of this age. The latter days. When you turn to the eternal your God and obey his voice. Then he'll be a merciful God and begin to help you. May God help you and me and all of us repent as perhaps we've never repented and turn back to the God of the Bible while we have the opportunity. Listen and act on the truth, my friends. Again, be sure to call or write immediately for this powerful booklet entitled The United States and Great Britain and Prophecy. This booklet will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This booklet is a vital key a real key to really understanding end-time prophecy. The United States and Great Britain and prophecy will really prove to you who we really are, where we're described in Bible prophecy, and what lies just ahead 
for our nations. This booklet is exciting. This booklet is absolutely vital to your life, your family, your well-being. So call us or write us today and request your free copy, no charge, for this booklet, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. Call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation, if you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number, once again, is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, I urge you to act on this vital information. It's affecting your life. Again and again, in His inspired Word, the great God promises protection for those who heed and who turn from their sins. Notice Jesus Christ's direct instruction to all of us in these end times. Read Luke chapter 21, and you'll notice from verse 31 to 36, He tells people to wake up and listen Wake up and listen and heed. And he says here in Luke 21 and verse 36, after describing how this, these events are going to come quickly on the whole world, he says, verse 36, watch and pray always. Watch these events happen as Jesus commanded. They're affecting your life. Watch and pray always. Be on your knees. Say, God, help me. Help me to really understand. Help me to be willing to open my mind and learn and act. Pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Learning to watch these inspired prophecies as they unfold month by month makes your newspaper reading and your TV news viewing far more meaningful. There will be scoffers and doubters. You better believe it. There will be those at the time of the end. They won't get it. But you... You will see these inspired prophecies being fulfilled before your very eyes. I promise you. Again, call now to request your copy of the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. Tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. You'll gain precious insights and information available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. So be sure to join us next week right here. See you here next week. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World. P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. 
preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.